The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. Oh, my Welcome to a very Brady podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Clyde. Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah. And on this podcast, we celebrate classic iconic TV shows as we break them down one episode at a time. Mm. What we do here, Jimmy, as you know. Hell yeah. We take the episode. We do. We break it down. Hell yeah. We leave it at home alone, only for things to result in chaos, while we go out for a hot English muffin. Hell yeah. All for you, the listener. With a little bit of gravy afterwards. <laughs> but you gotta work it for the gravy. Hell Can we yeah. get some? On today's episode, we take a look at <laughs> Different Strokes. It takes different. Season 2, episode 22, entitled The Slumber Party. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Different Strokes is available to stream on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. I had to get that one. That was like a good sneeze, wasn't it? <laughs> so how was your week? Fine as wine. Kind of chatty, you know what I'm saying? Damn, we're going all old school with this episode. We are going old school. <laughs> what you talking about, Tech? <laughs> you know, one of us had to do that shit. You know, we had, you know, we had to <laughs> Jimmy Klein, your true gift to the show. Week two of me not ordering a guitar. So that's cool. Oh, good. 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 Yeah. I ordered pickups, but I didn't order a guitar. So. <laughs> Jim M will be proud ish. Hell yeah. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> so how was your guitar? You got it all put together and painted? No, no. It's still in a box unopened. Just oh, sitting okay. there. Hmm. I'm just been, well, I've been sucks. too busy this week. I'm just working a lot. Right and I got to work some more overtime all day tomorrow. So, yeah. Yeah, we're recording on a different day. Normally, we yeah, record could, on Fridays. We're recording on Thursdays. They can tell. They can tell. <laughs> well, duh, because it's a day earlier. <laughs> well, the release date won't be. But, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going out of town tomorrow. So, we had to record a day early. I'm going to Georgia. So, <laughs> that'll be fun. What are you going to Georgia for? Um, well, it's actually part of my birthday present from November. Um, I'm kind of a history buff and there's a, a civil war site in Georgia. I know that's old, so, so old manish of me, but there's no, a civil war site cool. I've been wanting to check out. So. <laughs> sounds cool. Yeah. And then we're going to do some train watching. That's nice. not what I do that. My son does a, um, train spotting. No, that's a, that's an England thing. Oh, because uh, over in England, all the trains have different names. And so you, you can go to the store and buy this book that has a list of a bunch of names from the trains. And mm -hmm. then you literally go train spotting where you, oh, I saw the such and such. And you mark it off in your book that you saw. So, oh. so mm -hmm. hmm. Jake, Jake, my son kind of does that. He keeps track on his phone, which is like usually a four digit number on the engine. So he'll keep track of which ones he saw and where he saw it, what day he saw it, that kind of stuff. Hmm. He's like, oh, there's a heritage unit. That's blah, blah, blah. I used to belong to such and such. Like, oh, hmm. cool. That's fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, are you a cracker? Am I a cracker? Yeah. I don't think so. Why? Because I'm salty? <laughs> no. Kids use that term. 
I'm pretty sure it means something cool. It was bringing back Blexi Blues. You a cracker? What's a cracker? Oh, oh yeah, Someone I'm a cracker. from Georgia. Whole family's yeah. crackers. <laughs> I love that movie. It's such a good movie. It doesn't sound like it. Sounds like you forgot it. Yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch it again. Yeah. It's been I've a while for me. movie so many times. And, I saw it in uh, theaters with Ken McKay. Get right out of town. I will not. <laughs> What's that for? What's that for? I shouldn't have to. Huh? <laughs> it's from our commercial. Hell our yeah. commercial for I love the for way we're all for podcasters. <laughs> I love the way we're all like, oh yeah, these question and answer sessions help us on the podcast. We don't do that shit. We never do that shit. But we put <laughs> well, it in the see, ad we like, actually, we, like we do we, that. We actually messed up the script now that I think about it. <laughs> because like at the end, because we're like, um, I bet you my friend will like uh, her listeners asking her questions when which that's not how Q and A's work. Q and A's work <laughs> is the podcaster asking questions to the listeners, that's and awesome. they can answer on the app. Oh, and we stuff. do that, yeah, hell yeah, we do that. So our script wasn't wrong, or I mean, we weren't wrong. We just got the, the wording wrong. Yeah, you guys knew what we meant. <laughs> like anybody here listens to that as. So if you do, not that any listener would ever download the pod, Spotify for podcasters app because. You know, that's like for podcasters, but you can go on there and you can. Well, our listeners see more. podcasters. They, they, well, it's true. I'm just saying. Yeah. If they want to cheat so. on us. Hmm? No, I'm, t- I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, back to Ken McKay. Didn't he pants you <laughs> in middle school? He did. Fun little story. True story. Uh, yeah. We were doing a show called A Fable of Our Time. And I played a quote unquote weird guy. And yep. uh, so I was standing outside and I was talking to, I believe, Kim. Was it, was it Kim or was it Kara? I don't want to give out last names except for Ken McKay, of course. I don't know why I'm, I'm being a dick to him. But um, it was well, either it was, Kim. Good. I'm sorry. There was like Kim, Donna was there. Kim, Donna, Kara. Um, I mean, I assume Barbara was there too because she was in the show. Barbara. <laughs> um. But I think the person I was talking to, I think, was was Kara, I think. I'm not sure. And um, I feel something down on my legs, and I look down, and, well, a backstory a little bit. Like, I, w- I, w- I have very slow reflexes. I have my entire life. That so, was the slowest reflex I've ever seen anybody getting yeah, pants. Yeah. I, I literally, my pants are on my ankles, and I look down, and it takes me a second to realize. Because in my head, I'm thinking, why are my pants around my ankles? So, yeah. It took me a second for it to register, and then I slowly bent down, because by then, everybody saw my underwear, so what's the point in <laughs> rushing? So I slowly bent down and slowly picked him back up again. While was I was like talking to a girl that, Yeah. <laughs> while I was talking to her, well, I wanted to give Kara a good, you know, good chance to see everything. You know, so. <laughs> see the goods. Yeah, I didn't want to take that shit away from her. That's not fair. He like, he, like, pants you, right? And then you're just, like, standing there. And everybody kind of laughs a little bit. And I think somebody even says, that's mean. And then <laughs> and then you kind of look down. And then you look back up. And I'm like, my God, how long is he going to stand there with his pants down? <laughs> and then you like just slowly bent down and like pull it. But I swear to God, you were pantsed. No shit. Probably for 15 seconds at least. <laughs> I was like, good Lord. <laughs> Like there was no like, like a normal person would have been like, hey, and pulled him back. <laughs> hey, the part man. you didn't see was where she leaned in and she's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then she slipped me a dollar. 
And later oh, and then we did it later. <laughs> I was just about to say that. And later on, you returned it. So that's kind of cool. That's fair. I'm returning the favor. I can see when you're underwear now. <laughs> I remember one time I was in the bathroom peeing. Yeah. That's it. No. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and the door opens and Kim was literally shoved into the bathroom and the door was slammed shut. <laughs> And then they held the door shut. And it's like, once you, once you've started, you can't just stop. It stings. You know what I mean? And so all of us are just standing there peeing, like looking over, like, why is she in the bathroom? And she's like, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. And she's banging on the door trying to get out. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It's not really the big a deal. <laughs> you know, like you're, yeah, just peeing, you're standing against a stall and pissing, you know, it's they, not like- they have co-ed bathrooms now. So, I mean, it's, it's literally not that big of a deal. So there's some places where you can be standing at a urinal peeing and a girl walk in and walk by. So it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> So tell um, us what you guys think about co-ed bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. A little Q&A. <laughs> yeah, a little Q&A. You know, because we use them so much, according to our head. So. <laughs> I think they've you're helped, they've helped us it. so much on the podcast. <laughs> no, I, I was listening us. to the podcast today. I'm just like, we don't, we don't do that. Like, what are we talking about? Like, we don't even use that service. We're like, well, not yet. We, we do, but we don't. Yeah. We're hypocrites. We do yeah. it just for the money. That's the only reason why we're here. Well, I mean, while we're on the topic, just to clarify, because now everybody's confused and I feel like, you know, um, the, the what we use now is um, Anchor. And you guys have heard the Anchor promo. Um, yeah. But Anchor, I guess, is being absorbed into Spotify. So we don't use that service right now, but we are going to use that service when it gets absorbed. So there you go. Yeah. There it is. There it is. There it is. I know you didn't ask, but my week was okay. I've just been busy working a lot, and that's really about it. More Working more than usual? Um, well, as of tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> Why as of tomorrow? Because normally I have Fridays off, but um, I get to work tomorrow. So. Well, I mean, are you still working 12-hour days? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I was getting at. All right. So, uh, well, let's take our first break, and when we come Ooh, back, okay. we yeah, I enjoy your enthusiasm. And when we come back, we're going to get into this episode. We're going to break it down okay. and, then, and and find out exactly what Willis is talking about. Yeah, whatever. That's cool. <laughs> no, bring the enthusiasm back. Oh, okay. Yes, that sounds awesome. <laughs> we'll be back. Hey, Gen Xers, get the news and podcasts that matter to you on Rediscover the 80s. Each week, hosts Jason and Wyatt deliver two shows that will connect you with the past. First, listen to the 80s weekly newscast with retro pop culture headlines from the world of movies. They are actually trying to reboot The Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Streaming. Transformers Earth Spark. What did you think, man? It looked interesting, but it looks like it's another spin-off of the Rescue Bots. Collectibles and more. They made Tina Turner into a Barbie. Then listen to Memory Jogger, featuring memories from the 80s and early 90s. We're going to spin the old randomizer tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's spin it. <laughs> oh, a big one. Transformers and GoBots. Star Wars. Ooh, we might be here a while. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. What a tribute. Yeah, Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, grandparents. grandparents. 
Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. PSA commercials. PSA commercials. Ooh, okay. Listen to both shows now on Rediscover the 80s. Search now in popular listening apps or stream from your browser at rediscoverthe80s.com. The 80s Weekly and Memory Jogger. Two shows that will help you rediscover the 80s. And we are back. Oh, man. Ooh. Ooh. How the hell did you touch it to the top of your head? <laughs> like last week it was, you know, you put it in your mouth, but how did you touch it on the top of your head? Um, It's a lot of, it's not so much like stretching as it is right. mind control. Oh, okay. Are you one of those weirdos that like hangs away from it and shit? Like you don't hang away from it? Okay. No, no. Oh, I do. I do from my walnuts, but not (laughs) (laughs) see that. That was the callback. (laughs) All right. So we got different strokes. Season two, episode 22 entitled the slumber party. Let's get into facts about the episode. It first aired on March 12th, 1980. Damn. I was six. (laughs) It was written by Fred S. Fox. Hmm. Seaman Jacobs. <laughs> Bernie uh, Cuckoff. That sounds gross. <laughs> and Jeff Harris. Ew. That's boring. And it was directed by Garen Keith. Huh. According to IMDb, the crossover episode aired two days before the return of the Facts of Life to the regular NBC schedule. As opposed to what? Um, maybe we get moved to like a different night or something. And now oh, it's back oh, okay. to, I don't know. Gary Coleman wears his costume from his Buck Rogers appearance in this episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was a real costume. This episode includes a few of the facts of live girls that didn't make it into season two. Hmm. Like Molly Ringwald. Apparently Molly she was, Wingwong. <laughs> she was only in season one. I don't know why. She was such a good actress back then. Hmm. Was that a joke? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was mean, wasn't it? (laughs) She could be listening, Jimmy. (laughs) I Uh, actually reached out to Julie Haddock Becker. Is that Cindy? Yeah. Um, But she never messaged me back. She's a bitch. (laughs) I I tried. I I really did try. See? Actually, I tried. Last television appearance of British cult actress Carol White. She played uh, Valerie in this episode. I've heard a true story. Her middle name is Is. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. It's B. (laughs) She appeared in British New Wave (laughs) films since the early 1960s and had been acting since 1949. Damn. It's her second to last job, period. She wow. passed away in 1991 at the age of 48. The cause of death is disputed. Some say she overdosed on drugs, while others claim she succumbed to liver disease from chronic alcoholism. So either way, she OD'd. Can I look at it? So Same wait, thing. she was she was only 37 in this? Um, I, I don't know. It didn't say when she was born. Well, you just said in 1991, she was 48. Um, did I, oh, I guess so. 
So there you go. But she, I thought she was like 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I thought she was like early 40s. So damn. How old is Mr. Drummond? I don't know. Really old. <laughs> Isn't he like 70 something? I don't think so. Watch him be like 45. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Younger than us. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious now. I need to find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was 50. Yeah. 57. Oh, okay. So that's not too bad. 57. And he was dating on a date with a 38 year old. Hell yeah. Cause he had that Monet. He drove a Cadillac, man. <laughs> like you didn't see that Cadillac at the beginning. Hell yeah. He was wanting different strokes of a different kind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, hell yeah. Yeah, he just, I mean, he doesn't go to the beat of just one drum. No, hell no. I mean, it might be right for you, but it's not right for some, you know? That's right. He's a man of needs, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Strokes and, uh, yeah. And then along comes two. <laughs> they got nothing but their dreams, though. Because they got different strokes, which I don't when understand I, what that means, but okay. When I hear different strokes, I think of that scene from um, Silicon Valley where <laughs> they're talking about where they're talking about trying to optimize like stroking a penis. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, it's been a long time. That's what know. I think of when I hear different strokes. Yeah. <laughs> on Amazon, one thing I noticed is I started watching this last night. Yeah. And on Amazon, this is listed as season two, episode 24. That's weird. Yeah, because I got like five minutes into episode 22. I'm like... This has nothing to do with the slumber party. What is this? So I look at the title. I'm like, this isn't it. I'm like, what the hell? So I went back to the synopsis. I'm like, episode 22. So I looked up episode 22 again. I'm like, so then I looked up on IMDb and I'm like, okay, IMDb has it as episode 22. Mm-hmm. So I had to actually search on Amazon and they have it as episode 24. It's weird. So what was in episode 22? I can't remember now. You watched it. You don't remember? <laughs> I watched like five minutes of it. Yeah. Huh. Well, way to go. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Dropping the ball. So we apologize if you watch some random episode. But maybe you can write a synopsis and tell us about it. (laughs) All right. So are you ready to fade in? I'm ready to fade in. All right. Hey, Jimmy. Yes, sir. We fade in. Now the world don't move to the beat. Some funky music. (laughs) Scene one. Our story opens up with the phone ringing downstairs, and all three kids, Kimberly, Willis, and Arnold, all run downstairs to answer it. Kimberly says, I got it. Willis makes it to the phone first, but Kimberly and Arnold both grab it at the same time. Willis argues, it's for me. I'm expecting a phone call. Kimberly argues, so am I. Arnold says, I'm not, but I like to answer phones. Willis finally wins and says into the phone, hello? Yes, he is. Yeah, okay, just a minute. Willis cups the receiver and says, Now there's a chick with a real sexy voice. Arnold <laughs> grabs for the phone and says, Well, then it must be for me. Hmm. Just then, Mr. Drummond enters while going through papers. Willis, not seeing him behind him, turns around and yells out, Dad! But stops immediately when he sees his right in his face. Mm. Mm-hmm. Willis smiles, hands him the phone and says, Dad, it's for you. It's a lady named Valerie Hunter. Mr. Drummond has a look of shock on his face and says, Valerie Hunter? 
What a wonderful surprise. Oh, shit. If you think her voice is sexy, you ought to see where it comes from, which is a totally normal thing to say to your children. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. As the kids step away, Mr. Drummond talks to Valerie on the phone. He says, Val, how nice. When did you get to town? This perks up the ears on the kids as they listen in from a few feet away. Mm -hmm. Mr. Drummond goes on, when can I see you? (laughs) Tonight? Great. Where are you staying? How about seven Mm o'clock? Mr. D now speaks a little lower into the phone as he says, get an early start because when i see you i'm really gonna he then stops and realizes his children are watching and listening in he goes back to the phone and says i'll see you later val Mm. Mm. i swear i always thought the the father on this show had a british accent (laughs) like i don't know why i thought that and when he didn't have one i'm like wait what like i swear i remember him with a british accent (laughs) I think you just like put it together because he's rich and therefore he must. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, anyways, um, I love how they just don't hold for laughs. Like the audience <laughs> will laugh and you can't hear them because, you know, you can't hear what they're saying because the audience is laughing and they're not, they're not holding for laughs. <laughs> you, you didn't notice that? No, especially, well, I mean, like when uh, Arnold would say a joke, like he does hold for laughs. He does. Yeah, he's, he's really like, good at it. And then he like kind of cracks a smile like. Hell yeah. And then goes well, Willis don't like, give a crap. He just keeps talking. Like he don't, he just doesn't <laughs> care if anybody, <laughs> he doesn't care if anybody thinks it's funny. He just keeps talking. He almost thinks he's going to turn the audience and be like, Hey, I'm trying to talk. Or, or if he, <laughs> if he held for laughs sarcastically, like, <sighs> okay, they're done. All right. And then like get an attitude about it. That's a great visual joke for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, in case anybody's hacking our computers and they can really see what we're Oh, like. well, yeah. Then they'll get it. Scene two. Mr. Drummond hangs up the phone and says to the kids, Hey, I won't be having dinner with you tonight. Kids. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine is in town from England. Arnold asks, England? Ain't that where they talk funny? Hmm. Mr. Drummond says, No, that's the Bronx. <laughs> hey, Rimshot, wasn't that your porn name? <laughs> no? Okay, never mind. Mr. Drummond goes on anyway. <laughs> she's only in town for one night. Arnold asks, then why waste time having dinner? See, Arnold knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Which is a totally normal thing for a child to ask their father. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, Arnold does add, don't waste time. Take her to a movie. Mm-hmm. Mr. Drummond says, good thinking, Arnold. He turns to his eldest and says, now, you are in charge tonight, Kimberly. Kimberly says, okay, daddy. <laughs> as Mr. Daddy D want me in charge? <laughs> <laughs> hold, on, oh. hold, on, hold on, hold on, where is it? Oh, yeah, daddy. <laughs> uh, as Mr. D walks off to get ready, Willis follows and protests, why is she in charge? Kimberly says, because I'm the oldest. I've done babysitting for people. Willis says, babysitting? I'm no baby. I kicked the diaper habit years ago. Hmm. Arnold says, me too. You try to change me, you're in for a big surprise. I mean, a big (laughs) surprise. Like, you know what I mean? Big. (laughs) Talking, giving birth to a baby elephant. You know what I'm saying? 
Baby elephant trunk. Yeah. The rumors, <laughs> all true. Oh Hell God. yeah. I don't remember him saying all that. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> you must watch it. Well, it's because they were different on Amazon. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. D says, okay, kids, knock it off. You're right. You're not babies. But Kimberly is in charge. Just then the doorbell rings. Mr. D opens the door and all of a sudden <laughs> he is mowed down by four girls from Eastland Academy as they all run in shouting for Kimberly. <laughs> Mr. D says, thanks for waiting for me to open the door. Oh, shit. He didn't even know he did. <laughs> Kimberly says, Dad, you remember Natalie from the Facts of Life? <laughs> <laughs> she must have been like trying to you know, advertise for the show or something. Like that. It's weird. <laughs> Natalie says, hi. Kimberly introduces the whole gang. Cindy. Cindy says, hello. Kimberly says, Tootie. Tootie on skates. Of course, says, hi, Mr. Drummond. Kimberly finally introduces and Molly from my school, 16 candles in the breakfast club. <laughs> Molly just waves. <laughs> Mr. D asks, how are the beauties from the Eastland girls school? I thought it was an academy. Anyways, Molly says, oh, they couldn't come. So they just sent us. <laughs> uh, Self-deprecation when you're already young and teenage. It's hilarious. <laughs> Kimberly turns to the boys and says, you know, my brothers, Willis and Arnold, all the girls say, hi, Arnold says, how you doing? <laughs> no, he didn't tell <laughs> Natalie leans into Arnold, pulls him closer and says, oh, isn't he the cutest thing you ever saw? Hmm. Cindy pinches his cheeks and says, I just love that baby face. Tootie adds, he looks like a chipmunk with his cheeks full of nuts. Arnold says, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> now, Arnold pulls away and says, hey, Tootie, if you like these cheeks full of nuts, just wait till yours are. <laughs> yeah. No. no, he didn't say that. No. <clears throat> Mr. Drummond did. No. <laughs> Arnold barks back. Get away from me, you cheek freaks. I'm saving my cheeks for the woman I'm marrying. Oh, isn't that nice? Mm hmm. <sighs> so, yeah, what the hell kind of awkward wave was that from Molly? <laughs> that was know. awful. <laughs> um, hey, Cheek Freak, what, wasn't that your porn name? <laughs> no, that was my nickname in high school. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. My bad. Scene three. Kimberly asks, So, what are you guys doing here anyway? Molly says, We're having a slumber party over at my house. Even though we live in a boarding school and every night is a slumber party. <laughs> Cindy says, we decided on the spur of the moment. Natalie says, get your sleeping bag, Kimberly. Tootie leans in and adds, and stuff it with pizza. Kimberly just laughs and says, well, gee, I'd love to, but I'm babysitting tonight. Hmm. Willis eavesdropping says, hey, I told you, watch who you calling a baby. Oh, damn. Uh-huh. Arnold says, yeah, I'm only a week away from pooperty, and Willis is just recovering from it. <laughs> Mr. D, sitting at his desk and playing the part of the concerned parent, asks, Molly, will your mother be home tonight to supervise? Mm. Molly says, oh, sure. Mr. D asks, how about boys at the party? Natalie says, if you know any, send them over. <laughs> <laughs> they all just laugh. 
Mr. D says, okay, honey, you can go. It'll be all right. Kimberly says, thank you, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, daddy. Cindy says, oh, Kimberly, you better go pack your gear. Arnold says, better get a forklift. She packs a suitcase that Arnold Schwarzenegger couldn't lift. Mm. Kimberly says, come on, and heads up the stairs with all the Eastland girls in tow. Yeah, it was weird the way the scene played out because, like, I honestly thought Mr. Drummond was trying to get, like, a free babysitter for Arnold and Willis. He's like, will boys be allowed at the party? Hey, boys, you want to go to Eastland? Like, I thought that's where it was going to come down to, but I don't know. (laughs) It it was just weird the way it was questioned. Um, For some reason, I just didn't trust Molly when when he's like, hey, will your mom be available? She's like, oh, yeah yeah <laughs> sure God, you can't, like can't keep my mom away from that that's the way i took it i'm just like oh, i don't think her mom's gonna be home <laughs> um but uh uh they came all the way over there just to see if she could spend the night why didn't they just call <laughs> i know oh hey let's go let's get kimberly let's all go over to yeah. kimberly's house even though we're over here <laughs> i don't know hmm. why doesn't kimberly live at, at the school is it because she lives close? So I guess she just I think so. I take it like that everybody else doesn't. They, yeah, because I, I remember the show like saying, oh, my parents are flying in from yeah. Colorado or something like that, you know. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't ever see her on Facts Alive. Mm-mm. That's weird. At least I don't I, think so. Well, you never see them in classes on Facts Alive. They're always like in the cafeteria <laughs> or in their bedroom or something. It's true. <laughs> Scene four. Once the girls head upstairs, Mr. D also needs to pack a bag because of the guilt trip he's about to go on. Uh-huh. <laughs> and says, well, I guess I better call my friend. You know, tell her I can't make it. <laughs> As Mr. D picks up the Rolodex, Willis walks over and says, you mean you'll trust Kimberly to be in charge, but not me. I'm just as mature as she is. Arnold says, Right. What do you have to do to, to be mature around here? Wear a bra? Oh, shit. No, he didn't. Which is a totally normal thing for a child to ask their father. I, used to, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even tell you how many times I've asked my father that. You're like, Jimmy, go mow the lawn. Do I have to wear a bra? Like, I used to ask that shit all the time. So. What do I have to do to get out and clean my room? Wear a bra? Exactly, yeah. So, Mr. D, thanks it. for a set. What's that? Try it, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. D thinks for a second and says, Willis, I left you in charge once. Do you remember what happened? Arnold ate too much and got sick. Willis argues, Dad, that happens no matter who's in charge. Come on, Dad. Don't I deserve a second chance? Mr. D sees this point and says, Yes, son, of course you do. That was easy. Holy shit. (laughs) Willis says, Thanks, Dad. Mr. D puts down the Rolodex and gets up from his desk. As he writes on a sheet of paper, he says, okay, I'll leave the restaurant telephone number right here in case there are any problems. I expect you boys to behave just as though I were here. Mr. D heads up to get ready, but then turns back around and says, on second thought, that's not good enough. He turns and leaves to get ready for his hot date. Hmm. When he, when he turned around and he said, uh, I second thought that's not good enough. I thought it was going to follow up with like something. But it didn't. No. Nope. I guess it was just a, a joke for laughs. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird how they <laughs> do that. <laughs> um, 
how damn long is he going to be at that restaurant? He's got to leave a phone number. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, that was like a thing in the 80s or even before the 80s. It's like, this is the number for the restaurant where we're going to be. And over here is this. And, you know. Like, but seriously, like, why would you be at a restaurant long enough where somebody would need the phone number? You're only going to be in there for like 25, 30 minutes, right? Like 25, 30 minutes in a restaurant. I mean, they're not going to McDonald's. Well, no, I'm in McDonald's <laughs> for 10 minutes. A, a nice restaurant <clears throat> where they sit down and they order food. Well, you sit down at every drinks, restaurant. And, you know, you order drinks like, in every restaurant. Okay. Well, they're working on being romantic. Okay, so what's the longest you've ever been in a restaurant? You don't want to ask. I mean, okay. apparently. See, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been in a restaurant for hours before. But well, that not because of your mom. I'm saying <laughs> oh. just you and like on a date or something. I don't know, like an hour or so at least. Really? Yeah. Because mm. you're chit-chatting away and talking. and Plus, they haven't seen each other and. Years, I mean, they're gonna be hmm. catching up. It's not gonna be okay. Did you order your food yet? You know, <laughs> yeah. And they're just eating in silence. And like, yeah. are you done? Okay, let's go. Like, even my my favorite restaurants are really like fancy restaurant. Even me and Megan will be in there maybe forty five minutes tops. Like, it's because you've been married for like twenty five years. Some. <laughs> you don't <laughs> need to play catch up. <laughs> That's true. They don't serve ketchup there. That's not that kind of restaurant. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's not on the table that you have to actually ask, request it, and they bring it to you in a bowl. They, yeah, they bring it to you on a little saucer. <laughs> Is this enough? No, I guess I'll ask you to get more in a few minutes. It's one of those restaurants where, like, you can't choose your sides. Like, it's just, <laughs> you know, I'll have the filet, and it just comes how it comes. <laughs> well, it's one of those restaurants where, like, they put your your napkin on your lap for you. <laughs> and like I noticed that like one waiter will come just to fill up drinks and then there's another waiter that deals with the food and then there's mm-hmm. another waiter that brings you stuff like like ketchup or something it's like it's a weird thing and I kept hearing mm-hmm. they had piano music playing the whole time I'm like that's kind of neat so when we went up to like to leave out the front there was actually a guy sitting there playing piano I'm like oh shit and they had mic'd the piano and it was it was PA'd through the restaurant so the piano you heard was an actual guy sitting there playing that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. We're good. It's called Dijon's. That <laughs> sounds fake. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Scene five. Once Mr. Drummond leaves, Arnold says, Willis, you did it. Willis, while picking up empty plates at the table, asks, did what? Arnold says, oh, we got it made, man. We got the whole place to ourselves. We're going to call Pizza Delight, Chicken Delight, Ice Cream Delight, and every delight that delivers. Willis says, no, we aren't, Arnold. No way. You either do as I say and toe the line or go to bed without dinner. Oh, shit. I know. He's taking it seriously. Arnold then crosses his arms, puffs out his bottom lip, and asks, what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> he didn't say it like that, does he? Yeah, that's exactly what was up. <laughs> what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Willis says, I'm talking about dad left me responsible. Oh, shit. Mm. And we're not going to blow a lot of money on junk food. Hell yeah. I'm going to cook his dinner. Arnold thinks for a second and says, if you're cooking, then I'll take my chances with the junk food. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Willis says, nope. I'm going to make us fried eggs, fried potatoes, fried hot dogs, and fried beans. Ugh. Boy, tonight we're going to eat health food. <laughs> okay. 
Arnold scrunches up his face and says, yuck. Willis goes on, and let's get something straight, little brother. I'm in charge tonight. What I say goes. Get it? Arnold says, I got a feeling that if I don't get it, I'll get it. <laughs> we talked like mm. that in my house, too. I'm like, let's get something straight, oldest son. <laughs> <laughs> let's get something straight, my wife's cousin. Like, yeah, we we talk like that here. Um, is he even allowed to cook? Why wouldn't he be? Mm-hmm. I mean, he wouldn't let him watch. I mean, he wouldn't let him watch Arnold. Kimberly had to do it. Yet he's allowed yeah. to cook unsupervised. Just yeah, that seems way more dangerous than the other. Um, yeah. so the Brady's have Alice. Yeah, and Mister Drummond, who's a single dad and rich, doesn't <laughs> have any kind of maid or housekeeper. Doesn't he? Isn't that what Mrs. Garrett comes in and does? I don't know. It just seems awfully strange that, you know, the Brady's who, you know, has, he's got a wife that doesn't work and he's got a maid <laughs> yet. Mr. Drummond, who's a single dad, doesn't. Yeah. Hmm. Good point. Hmm. That was like fishy. But I think that's what Mrs. Garrett did. I think she was like the maid or whatever. I, have or, that, yeah. I remember that hmm. little redheaded kid that was on Hey Dude that goes on this eventually. So you did watch Hey Dude. I didn't watch Hey Dude. I just remember it. Oh. Um, but yeah, um, well, that was the son of his later girlfriend, played by Dixie Carter. That's right. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He was on uh, Terminator 2 as well. Mm-hmm. And he was in a band in the 80s. Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't he like a country singer? No. Well, okay, let's back up. He did, like, when he was on... Different strokes. He did like this whole country thing. And he like sang country and stuff. Throw up on my mouth a little bit. <laughs> but as he got older and discovered like, you know, good music, um, he became like this like rock guy. And he actually had a band. He played guitar. And I can't remember if he was a singer or not. He probably was in a band called <laughs> Bad for Good. They were in the yeah. 80s. They put out a couple albums. <laughs> and they were just like a. Like a poison wannabe or Motley Crue. Not, well, not as heavy as Motley Crue, but more like poison and hmm. warrant and stuff like that. More of that kind of a band. Nelson. Winger. Winger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny you brought up Nelson. I recently saw a video with Nelson in it. Like they just, something, I don't know, they were doing something on YouTube. And uh, they look exactly the same. I'm sure. That's like the, the guitar <laughs> player. Because twins. Because <laughs> they're twins. <laughs> Get it? Look, no, I mean they—they they look like they haven't aged much at all since like the '80s. The guitar player for um, um, for Steel Panther, he was doing a video where he's playing acoustic guitar, and he goes, "I know it's weird seeing me acoustic guitar." He goes, "This is actually uh, one of the Nelson guys' guitars that he loaned it to me. I guess he's really good friends with them. So it's kind yeah. of funny. Right. Well, they were the sons of uh, Ricky Nelson. Who's Ricky Nelson? <laughs> Ricky Nelson. Yeah. He was like this pop singer guy in like the 50s oh okay or 60s or whatever if you heard a couple of songs you'd be like oh that guy okay hmm. yeah okay and he's also they're also related to mark Harmon. oh nice yeah all right scene six later at the fancy restaurant hmm. mr d sits with his sexy english date valerie hmm. Valerie holds up her drink and says with a fake English accent, because you know they're all fucking fake. (laughs) It's been almost a year, Philip. Mr. D says, you haven't changed a bit. You're still as lovely as ever. 
Val says, and you haven't changed either. She probably said either. <laughs> you've, uh, you've still got quite a line. Mr. D says, I hope you're still buying it. Val says, I just happen to be in the buying mood. Oh, shit. This is they going both so chuckle well. at the joke and take sips from their drinks. <laughs> Mr. D says, I wish you could stay longer, Val. Valerie says, and I wish that your penthouse wasn't full of fucking kids. <laughs> Mr. D says, well, there are no kids at your hotel. <laughs> oh, shit. Hell yeah. Val says, I'm glad you noticed. Mr. D just laughs. Hey, Mr. D, wasn't that your porn name? <laughs> no? My porn name? Yeah. No? Okay. No, that was no. still my nickname in high school. Oh, was it? Okay. Or, or I had prison. a lot of nicknames. So. Your, well, it might have been your prison name, too. <laughs> just then, a maitre d' comes over carrying a phone. He sets it on the table and plugs it in and says, Mr. Drummond, a phone call for you. Mr. D says, thank you. He looks at Val and says, it's got to be the kids. I hope nothing happened. Mr. D picks up the phone and says, hello? Willis, what's wrong? Nothing. Is that a serious nothing or a nothing nothing? Yes, I see. Yes. You may have a few of your friends come over for a sleepover. Thanks for calling, Willis. Good night. Oh, Willis, how many kids? But Willis just hangs up too fast. Damn. Yeah, hmm. Mr. D is like, he's like fucking easy, man. It is, right? <laughs> like, yeah. no, you're supposed to be in charge, just you and your brother fucking chill. I'll be home like in an hour. Can you do what? Oh, yeah, just cracking a, a window and put a fan in front of it. You're fine. Like, damn, man. Um, that chick's kind of a bitch, man. <clears throat> oh, it, it, she's just getting started. Yeah, I mean, these are his kids. Like, these aren't just some kids that happen to be at his house. These are his kids. Like, she didn't even do anything yet. Um, the bitchiness comes later. So he had trouble deciding that he could babysit, but it's okay for him to have even more kids out there. Like he didn't feel comfortable him watching Arnold, but he's going to let him bring a whole bunch of friends and shit over. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. I don't know about Mr. D. Mm-hmm. Scene seven. Back at the house, Arnold sits by the phone and says to himself, now let's see, which of my friends should I invite over? Willis overhearing him shuts that shit down quick when he mm-hmm. says, what do you mean your friends? Oh, shit. I thought of it. It's my party. Oh, shit. I know. Arnold argues and says, what do you mean your party? This is our party. Arnold then picks up the phone and starts to dial one of his friends. Willis says, okay, this is our party. Oh, shit. Willis takes the phone from Arnold and adds, to which none of your friends are coming. Oh, damn. I know. Willis hangs up the phone and says, Dad says, I'm captain of this ship. Arnold says, well, you better watch it, Captain, or I'll mutiny all over your bounty. Ooh, shit. That's that's what Mr. D's going to do in Valerie. <laughs> He's going to mutiny all over her bounty, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you do. Willis says, listen, Arnold, you'll have a good time. I'm going to invite Vernon, Jimmy, huh? and Charles. Huh? Huh? Arnold says, Charles, shouldn't he be in charge? (laughs) No, Arnold didn't say that. That's weird. I don't know where that came from. Arnold says, Charles, he's the dummy that went to the zoo and asked to see the Easter seal. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. <sighs> yeah. Willis says, look, Arnold, why don't you get washed up or I'll tan your butt? Oh, shit. Arnold crosses his arms in protest and says, my butt's already tan. Willis says, Arnold, get going. Arnold sticks his nose up in the air and says, I'm not moving until you say please. Mm-hmm. Willis, having enough of this charade, oh, as hell Jimmy yeah. would say. Oh, it sounds sexy when you say it. No, I mean, what? <laughs> Weirdo? <laughs> move, move it or I'll bounce you off the wall. Arnold says, that's close enough. And he jumps up and goes to get washed up. An Easter seal joke. The fuck, man? <laughs> like, you know what's messed up? Because, like, if somebody says a joke, like, to be cutting edge or to start, like, to get people upset, they're harmless because they're just looking for attention. But when they say a joke like that and it's not a cutting edge joke, that's when you know that joke is really fucked up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because, like, if a modern comedian was to be like, oh, went to the zoo, we were looking for the Easter seals. Like, and they were just trying to be like cutting edge and funny and stuff like that. Or if it was somebody with cerebral palsy or something like that, like Josh, uh, Josh blue or somebody like that. Okay. They're just, (laughs) they're just trying to get attention. You know what I'm saying? But this show wasn't cutting edge. That was not a cutting edge joke. That was just a joke they put in there because they thought it was harmless. That's what makes that joke so fucked up. You know what I mean? Hmm. It wasn't supposed to be a disturbing joke. That's what makes that joke so fucked up. Because that was just like a throwaway <laughs> joke to them. Like that was just a like a one liner. Like, I'm sorry. I <laughs> I remember hearing about like Easter seals and right. all that stuff as a kid growing up, <clears throat> but I had no idea what it was until mm. just now. <laughs> yeah. I just looked it up while you were talking. And oh, I was oh, like, oh. oh, I thought it was something else completely. What do you think it um, was? I I didn't know. Like um, like some sort of like company that did like commemorative plates or something you know, oh, like, oh, know. Oh, okay you can get like the wizard of oz commemorative plate from easter seals yeah. you know it's like whatever i don't know but uh <laughs> yeah interesting hmm. yeah so i fear that like willis might be violent towards his little <laughs> brother like behind the scenes like make sure you want to go to arnold be like blink if you're okay blink if you need help blink yeah like yeah. you know put this note in your shoe kind of a thing like <laughs> i I'm a little concerned. Like he's, he's like really mean to him. I think he gets his ass kicked on a regular basis. Willis? No, Arnold. Oh, <laughs> Arnold. Yeah, I think so too. Because he was like, "I'm a fucking tan your fucking ass," and he's like, you need to, "I'll fucking throw you against the wall." And he jumped up as if like he's that's already happened to him like a few times. He's like, "I'll throw, I'll bounce you off the wall yeah. again." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh shit! Okay, okay." Damn. Yeah. Scene eight. Meanwhile, back at the restaurant, Valerie feeling nostalgic says, Phil, do you remember that dinner in Venice? Mr. D not really listening, just nods and says, mm-hmm. Val goes hmm. on and the gondola right afterwards. Mr. D is very distracted saying, yeah. Valerie taking notice of this says, I thought the gondolier had a lovely voice. Mr. D just simply says, mm-hmm. Valerie hmm. says, but you didn't. So you shot him and threw him in the, in the canal. Mr. Hmm. D nods and says, mm-hmm. <laughs> Valerie, annoyed now, waves her hand in front of his face saying, Phil, testing one, two, three. Mr. D says, huh? Val says, you're not listening to me. Mr. D says, oh, yes, I am. This fellow you were seeing got shot in the Erie Canal. 
or something? <laughs> Valerie just laughs and says, close. Mr. D says, oh, I'm sorry, Val. I was listening. I was just thinking about my boys and what could be happening at home. Val suggests, well, why don't you give them a call? Mr. D takes her hand and says, you are so understanding and then rolls his eyes. No, that's how he should have said it, but anyhow, he said it. <laughs> Mr. D sees the maitre d' and asks, Captain, could we have a telephone, please? The maitre mm. d' walks off at once to retrieve it. Mr. D turns to Valerie and says, I'll just make this one call and then I'm all yours. Val says, promises, promises. What a bitch. Yeah, big time. <laughs> oh, so I guess you're thinking about your kids, huh? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you fucking call them again, even though you literally just talked to them like three minutes ago? <laughs> Why don't you call them? Go ahead. You miss your kids. Good. Oh, you can go home boy. and make out Misses with your kids. kids. How about that? Are you going to cry because you miss your kids? You me, me, me. <laughs> the chemistry between these two actors is just undeniable. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, it's almost like father and daughter. Yeah. <laughs> they had like zero chemistry. Like, it was, it was yeah. almost boring at times. Uh, whoever yeah. cast this is just incredible. Like it's the best casting I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And what concerns me when I was reading her little bio in the beginning, because mm-hmm. she said this was her last television appearance ever. <laughs> and this was 1980. Well, I thought it said second to last. Um, well, maybe. Anyway, this was 1980. She didn't die until 91. What'd she do between 80 and 91? Bitch about kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. Scene nine. Still in the restaurant, a violinist walks over to Mr. Drummond's table with a violin and says, A good evening. Mr. D says, Good evening. The man asks, What can Sasha play for you? But I'm warning you. I must warn you that Sasha's violin has been known to drive lovers crazy. <laughs> they all just laugh. First of all, I'll pause here for a second. I thought the violin's name was Sasha. <laughs> he's like, what can Sasha? Because he's only displaying his violin. What can Sasha play for you? Well, it's, it's funny because like, I because I noticed that he he refers to himself in the third person. So there's one sentence yeah. in here. It might be this pair. I don't know which it is, but I just anytime he says me or him or whatever, I just add Sasha. So it's like <laughs> Sasha says Sasha to Sasha. Sasha. It was it's funny. <laughs> Val says, <clears throat> which by the way, I feel like the character Sasha was supposed to be like a foreigner, but it's just like some normal dude. And it should have been like somebody with a thick, like Italian accent or right. something. And his name is Sasha. Like that's not an American name. <laughs> it's like we man. can't put that in there. That's 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 disturbing. That's not right. Right. We'll make a bunch of big dick jokes. We we'll have a five year old kid say it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Mel says, uh, "How about a Riverdale Roma? Is that safe?" <laughs> Sasha says, "I think I can keep that one under control." Sasha then pulls Sasha's violin up to Sasha's chin and prepares to perform <laughs> Sasha's song. <laughs> Just as Sasha begins, the maitre d' returns with the phone and says, Your phone, Mr. Drummond. He sets it on the table and plugs it in. Mr. D says, Oh, sorry, Sasha. Hold it for a moment, please. Sasha says, Certainly, sir. Sasha then patiently waits to play. Hmm. <laughs> it, should have been, it should have been Sasha that patiently waits for Sasha to play. <laughs> Mr. D picks up the phone and dials home. 
Willis picks up the phone and says, hello? Oh, hi, Dad. Yeah, everything's really cool. I only invited three guys. Yeah, Vernon, Jimmy, and Charles. Hmm? Mr. Drummond says, no, that's the name of Oh, oh. Yeah. Mr. Drummond says, Charles? I should have left him in charge. <laughs> No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. Mr. D says, Charles, isn't that the kid that went to the zoo and asked to see the Easter seals? <laughs> Willis just laughs and says, yeah, that's him, Dad. Yeah, everything's okay. But is interrupted when Arnold, wearing a spacesuit, grabs the phone from Willis and says, Dad, you want to know what Willis did? Willis simply holds his fist out in front of Arnold to send a message. Damn. I know. Arnold sees this, smiles, and says, He made a wonderful dinner. He fried everything but the table. What are you eating? Mr. D says, Well, we're going to have some vichyssoise, goose liver pate, snails, sweetbreads, and crepe suzettes. And a little bit later, Val said something about eating an English muffin for dessert. Not sure what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Arnold cuffs the receiver and says to Willis, Boy, talk about junk food. Back on the phone, Arnold says, yeah, we'll be good. Yeah, I know. Willis is in charge. Good night. Arnold then hangs up the phone. Hmm. Why the fuck is he wearing a spacesuit? Like, what's the the purpose of it? I don't know. He's just playing dress up and having fun. I don't know. Later, he does say, like, hey, let's play space whatever. You know. Hmm. Hey, English Muffin. What not your prison name? That actually was my prison name. Was it? Oh, okay, okay. All right, that works. <laughs> you, you, um, you nailed it. You yeah. guess. I've had uh, I've had vichy soup before. Yeah, it's pretty fucking gross. It's cold soup. Yeah, and it's really salty too. At least the one I had was. I was hmm. I was um, stage manager of a show called Nonsense, and in yeah. the story of Nonsense, a nun dies uh, from eating tainted vichy soup. And so now the nuns have to raise... It was tainted? Gross. (laughs) So now the nuns have to raise money to bury the sisters. And they... One of the... So at intermission, they they served vicious wasu. So I had it. It was pretty fucking gross. It was pretty nasty. (laughs) Yeah. So speaking of that, Mm -hmm. good segue. Good segue. Why is it fancy to eat the most disgusting foods? I don't know. So, are you familiar with all those different things? Like, obviously, I'm, we know yeah, what vicious wise. Mm-hmm. Goose liver pate, like, gross. Snails, that sounds like, gross. goose liver pate, it sounds like cat food. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> and the fancy feast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> Bring me up a piece of that football cream. Sorry. <laughs> you remember that? Nope. It's from the office. Oh, is it? Oh, Where Andy oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, fancy like feast. Yeah, fancy cup. feast. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Football cream. Yeah. Anyway. Um, snails, <laughs> ew. And are you familiar with what sweetbreads are? No. Okay, so sweetbreads are not what it sounds like. <laughs> sweetbreads are animal organs, like the throat, pancreas, heart, stuff like that. Hmm. It's weird. That's weird. Why, why is it that rich people are like, oh, let's... Just bring me a plate of the most disgusting shit you have in the kitchen. <laughs> all the shit. You would think that they'd want like ultra, like things that nobody can get. Just bring us all the shit you were going to throw away. 
<laughs> all the shit that you have, like on the cutting board, the sink next to the yeah. sink, just put that on a plate and call yeah. it sweetbreads. It's like lobster. What's that? Oh, they eat all the shit at the bottom, like all the like fish shit, all the rotting corpse. Yeah, fuck it. Bring us that too. <laughs> and don't bring us the lobster. <laughs> all the shit that they already ate. Yeah. yeah. Bring us a plate of that. And call it sweetbreads. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 10. All of a sudden, <laughs> Kimberly returns home with the Facts of Life gang. They all walk in and drop their bags and sleeping bags on the floor by the front door. Willis, now with his friends, laying out their sleeping bags, all look over at the girls. Willis asks, what are you girls doing back here? Tootie says, oh, Molly couldn't have the slumber party. Natalie adds, because her brother's sick. Molly says, and Cindy was afraid we'd catch it. Cindy says, so Kimberly said to come over here. Kimberly turns to Willis and asks, what are you guys going to do with those sleeping bags? Sleep in them? Burn! <laughs> Arnold says. <laughs> she got them so good, too. Arnold says, no, we're going to hang them from the ceiling and by our toes like bats. Oh, shit. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Natalie, <laughs> Natalie asks, how are we going to have our slumber party here, Kimberly? In this huge penthouse with tons of room and lots of bedrooms. <laughs> Willis says, you're not. The party oh, has been canceled, girls. I'm in charge. So why don't you get lost? <laughs> Tootie says, uh-oh. We're in trouble. Willis goes on. You guys go pick up your bed rolls and get out of here. <laughs> the Isla girls walk over and grab their stuff to leave. Kimberly nonchalantly walks over and says, put those bed rolls down, girls. Oh, the shit. girls drop them. Willis puts his hands on his hips and says, I said, pick them up. Oh, the girls shit. pick them back up again. Damn. Kimberly grits her teeth and says, I said, put them down. The girls put them down. Natalie says, make up your minds. I'm getting the bends. The bends. Doesn't make any sense. No sense at all. Unless they're in the ocean. Yeah. Kimberly (laughs) says, leave them down. With her hands in her pockets, she turns to her brother. And like a crime boss, she says, now that I'm back. And she looks down at his legs and back up at him. I'm in charge. (laughs) Little brother. (laughs) Willis gets a tough guy attitude and asks who you call little brother shorter sister oh shit no he didn't (laughs) Kimberly narrows her eyes at him and says Willis you're only taller by an afro (laughs) Willis just rolls his eyes while Arnold laughs his motherfucking ass off (laughs) Willis says look Kimberly dad put me in charge but I'll give you a break you can have your, and then he uses air quotes, slumber party. No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Kimberly sarcastically says, oh, isn't he good to us? <laughs> Molly quips, let's all bow and kiss his ring. The girls all mm-hmm. jokingly bow down to him and thank him for showing them mercy. Ha ha, very funny, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Willis said. Willis not having any any more of this tomfoolery. Ah, good word. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> says, all right, all right, cool it. He turns back to Kimberly and says, but take the sleeping bags up to your room. Scram. No, he doesn't say that. 
Go on, get out of here. Go on. As well, <laughs> make like a tree and leave. No. As Willis walks <laughs> off, Kimberly chases after him and says, Oh, my room? Are you kidding? You guys can take your sleeping bags and go up to your room. Oh, shit. Willis argues, Well, we need more room because we're bigger. Mm. Did he not see Natalie? I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. That was awful. The only white boy in the group walks over and says, Yeah. Because we're bigger. <laughs> Willis says, I wasn't necessarily talking about you. If you know what I mean. Like, you know, it was more of like, I wasn't necessarily talking about you. Like, you know let's, let's see what you got. Come on. <laughs> let's see what you got. No, 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 no. You, you want, that's what you wanted. Let's see what you're working with. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, none of that happened. Arnold crosses his arms and says, I pass. Cindy steps forward, crosses her arms and asks, what does size have to do with it, Mr. Macho? <laughs> hmm. You poor, Damn. ignorant little Cindy. <laughs> Natalie, ste- <laughs> Natalie steps in his face and says, yeah, want to go a couple rounds? <laughs> Will Willis, laying on the sarcasm pretty thick, falls into his friend's arms and screams out, ah, help, help, help. I'm being attacked by Wonder Woman, which is ironic because the girl with the blonde hair was in an episode of Wonder Woman. Really? Yeah. yeah. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Get your beat hooks off. And- <laughs> so, <laughs> Kimberly, not amused, says, you're acting silly, Willis. Arnold adds. Silly, Willis. <laughs> Arnold adds, she's got a point there. Willis says, shut up, Arnold. When I want you to talk, I will tell you. <laughs> Molly says, Willis, you shouldn't talk to Arnold that way. Tootie says, it's rude. Cindy says, it's humiliating. Natalie says, it's demeaning. Arnold agrees and reiterates to Willis, yeah, it's rude, it's humiliating, and it's demilitating. <laughs> Kimberly says, oh, for laps. <laughs> well, this is a democracy. I say we take a vote to see who goes upstairs. The girls all agree. Willis says, That's not, there's not going to be a vote. I'm running this democracy. Molly, who has a fantastic point, says Willis. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Willis says, I don't remember asking <laughs> you a goddamn thing. Willis says, it doesn't have to make any sense. It's an argument. <laughs> the girls get in an uproar. Willis says, a vote wouldn't do any good anyways, because there's five of us and five of you. It's a deadlock. He turns to his entourage and says, come on, guys. It stinks in here. <laughs> it stinks in here. Let's go. As they begin to head to the kitchen, Arnold steps up to him and says, but Willis, it wouldn't be a deadlock if it was six to four. Willis says, yeah, but one of them isn't going to vote with us. Arnold says, no, but one of us is going to vote for them. Burn! Damn. He puffs his chest out and walks back over to the girl's side. As Kimberly puts her arm around him, he says, guess who? And he gets really close mm. to him and he goes, bitch. But he does it close enough so his <laughs> hair like puffs up. <laughs> Kimberly says, good for you, Arnold. Arnold says, Willis, I'm tired of you picking on me. Mm. Kimberly says, so am I, Willis. This is war. Willis oh, says, shit. all right, war. Everyone begins to talk all at once. Hmm. <laughs> So, 
When Cindy stepped forward, she called Willis Mr. Macho. Okay. <laughs> Before that, she was like, I can't wait to speak. I'm going to call him <laughs> tough guy. No, no, no. No, bucko. No, 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 no. He's acting macho. Yeah, it's yeah, macho. Macho man. No, no, no. He needs a title like Mr. Macho. Yeah, I can't wait. Mr. Macho. I'm going to get him. I'm going to say, what's that supposed to mean, Mr. Macho? He's trying, he's trying to be all macho, but he, he doesn't think that we know he's trying to act. So I'm going to call him out. And, and when he hears me call him macho, he's going to feel stupid for trying to act macho. Yeah, yeah that's going He's going to be like, I'm not acting macho, you're acting macho, right? Like, no, it's you, Mr. Macho. He's, he's going to be like, oh shit, how did she know I was trying to be macho? Yeah, he's going to be so humiliated. He's going to be like, dude, so good. <laughs> why, why the hell were all the guys on their knees? You notice that? What? Yeah, all the guys when? were on their knees and when the front door opened, they all like stood up really quick. Like, what the fuck were they doing? Because they were putting down their sleeping bags. Oh, is that what they're doing? Oh. Um, <laughs> why the hell would she get the bins? <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Unless she's talking about the different air pressure from like bending down and standing up. That's really not what the bends is, I, though. <laughs> you don't get the bends from skydiving. Like, no, I gotcha. But I mean, there's different pressures like in the ocean when you're like yeah. ascending right. too quickly. Well, I know what the bends are, but I don't think they do. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I the writers know what that is. Unless she's talking about she's bending over a lot. I don't mm-hmm. know. The, the writer's like, what? She's bending a lot. She gets the bends. What? Why are you giving that look? Wasn't <laughs> um, that your nickname in high school? The bends? <laughs> no, that was your porn name. What now? Your prison name? The bends? <laughs> Good comeback, Jimmy. Uh, no, that was yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> man, it would... Uh, I mean, it would suck to be a teenage what? boy surrounded by a bunch of teenage girls. <laughs> Like, I was going to bring this up and I don't know why that wasn't ever brought up. Yeah. Like, dude, you like, I was freaking one of his friends be like, Willis, dude, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. We got freaking chicks here. Exactly. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I want to hang out with a bunch of dudes in one big sleeping bag. Like what? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I think yeah, Arnold, I, I didn't get it either. I think Arnold had the right idea. <laughs> well, I was yeah. like, fuck this. I'm gonna go with the girls. Yeah. One's my <laughs> sister, but like four aren't. So, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And there was quite diversity there, too. There was. There's a lot to choose from. Just like All right. So, this is where we take our next break. Was that sexist? Was that I, like. I was, was a that sexist. Being like, There's five and five. <laughs> no, I meant like what I said. Like, am I like objectify like women by saying, oh, there's like a, a good choice there? I don't know. I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> anyway, this is where we take our next break. So Willis and the boys have their slumber party plans, while Kimberly and the girls have their slumber party plans. But how can they have both their slumber parties in such a small penthouse? Will everyone just go home? Will they come to a mutual agreement? Will Mr. D get an English treat later? Hey. Wasn't penthouse your prison name? We'll be back. Hey, 
Hey there, comic book fan. We've got a few questions for you. Were you obsessed with X-Men as a kid? Did you stand in line to get a copy of The Death of Superman in the Black Poly Bag? Did you buy every Image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves? Then have we got the show for you. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app. And remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. break we laugh yeah. we cried we told mm-hmm. anecdotes <laughs> i called for the mater d and he brought a phone over to my table he did, yeah. and i started calling all my prison buddies because exactly. you know yeah made me miss them you know? yeah yeah i talked to the bens i talked to uh <laughs> i can't remember all the names you talked to hog van dyke <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have that long. No, to okay. talk, so. get it that long. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So in this episode, we have a couple slumber parties. We do, or one big one. You could say, if they, if, it, if this show was about equality, then it would be all one big one. But. Or if the guys were smart, they would say, "Let's just have our slumber parties together." If they weren't sexist, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we should all just sleep like in. Tootie, 2D, 2D and Cindy, you can sleep on each side of me. You know, it's they like, could have played a game you know, called "Who's in My Mouth." That's right. <laughs> no, Willis is all like, "No, I don't want any stupid girls to my party. <laughs> I only want to hang out with men." <laughs> what? Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but no. Said that. Anyway, the whole point of the question: <laughs> Have you ever had a slumber party? Well, I mean, yes and no. I've been to a slumber party, but it wasn't mine. I mean, okay. guys don't really do summer parties, but um, uh, I know <laughs> when I was we call them sleepovers. When I was in third grade, I think my sister had a slumber yeah. party, and it was complete with like the first person that falls asleep gets their underwear put in the freezer, the whole nine yards. Yeah, right? yeah. And um, all the girls were sleeping out in the living room, and so I decided yeah. it was getting a little bit too loud for me, and I was getting kind of tired, so I went back to my room. Yeah, and so I'm sitting there, and um, there's a knock on my door, you know. Yeah, and so I open it. I'm like, uh, "Come in." Hold up! Hold up! Hold, hold up! Hold up! Wait a minute! Get ready for this. All right, go ahead. Oh, yeah. and so there's a knock on my door, right? Yeah. And so I said, "Come in," and this girl April comes over, and she's just oh shit, she's just hanging out at the end of my bed talking, right? But the thing okay, is, sorry. is I, I I've always slept in my underwear. 
And so I, I was underneath <laughs> yeah. a blanket and I was wearing just a t-shirt and underwear and I had this girl in my room and it was making me really uncomfortable. And um, so finally my sister comes back and she's like, what are you doing back here talking to my brother? Come on. She's like, oh, okay, sorry. I got to go. See ya. So she left. <laughs> and then the next day my sister told me, yeah, April told me she had a big crush on you. Like, And mm. it made me super uncomfortable because I was, you know, in my underwear in my room. I was only in third grade. I mean, you know, when you're no. eight years old, you're not thinking about stuff like that. So. <laughs> I mean, I was, but. That's cool. So, yeah. Or not cool. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> just I just remember it making it making me uncomfortable. So once again, thirty five plus years, never heard that story. Yeah. Her father was <laughs> her father this gives you an idea of how cool I was. Uh, her father was my bowling instructor. Oh. I had a bowling was this instructor. Kip? No, this was um her father's name was um Lon, L O N. But I can't remember his last name. So hmm. Yeah, that's cool. What about you? You ever been to a slum party? Um, yeah. Um, well, first, you kind of remind me of something too. When I was in middle school, um, the house we lived in had a pool. You remember that house? Yep. And uh, on Botany. Yep. And uh, my sister, every once in a while, would have a pool party with Hell all yeah. of her friends and stuff. Hell yeah! And uh, <laughs> and like, oh, I'm having a pool party. All my friends are coming over. I was like, Hell yeah! Because it was just a bunch yeah, of chicks and Lisa. <laughs> Are you thinking of Lisa? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, seeing all my sister's friends like in bikinis and stuff like that was just awesome. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I remember this is before I met you. I must have been in like fifth or sixth grade or something, probably fifth. And um, <clears throat> it was uh, Friday the 13th. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, mom, can I invite some of my friends over? And then we'll, we're going to have a sleepover and then we're going to watch scary movies all night. And, you know, and she was like, okay. And so my friends came over and we watched like scary movies. And, you know, I don't, had I don't remember sleeping. getting the invite. Well, I didn't know you then. So. Oh, oh, I thought this was when you lived on Botany. <laughs> no. Oh. I said this is like in fifth or sixth grade before. Oh, right? oh okay. And uh, so, yeah, we uh, we had fun. And, uh, That's cool. We tried to do the whole, you better not fall asleep first. You better not fall asleep. I don't remember who fell asleep first. But. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to have a slumber party like my sister has. It's like, oh, attack. <laughs> yeah. I never had slumber parties like that. I think I think one time me and Ron spent the night at your house, I think. Yeah, I think it's happened a couple times. Yeah. Because I remember you walked by baptized. You baptized Ron. <laughs> 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 that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So. And we had those like guns that like shot the Ron had those guns that shot those pellets everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're talking yeah. about the little uh, the airsoft guns. Well, I mean they were way not that hardcore, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like the the little yellow balls. No, they weren't balls. They were like rubber like pellets like. The size oh of, like, yeah, I yeah, remember almost that. like a Nerf thing, but a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we found those damn like rubber bullets around the house for like a year later. We're still fine. <laughs> yeah. Those are great. I, I've, me and my kids have Nerf guns. I've got yeah. one of the big Nerf rifles, and every once in a while, I'll load it and just like, like open up my daughter's room really quick and start just pegging her with with Nerf. Hmm. Like, I just it's just nice. Yep. Yeah. All right. So you ready to get back into this? I am ready to get back into this. All right. So when we left off. Willis is trying to have his boys over while Kimberly has her girls over. But they both want the living room and can come to a mutual agreement and Mm. have declared war. Oh, shit. 
Meanwhile, Mr. Drummond is on a hot date with an old English flame who is tired of him being distracted because of his damn kids. Exactly. Hmm. Scene 11. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the restaurant, Mr. D and Val continue their romantic evening. Oh, shit. Mr. D asks, Val, what can I do to keep you from leaving tomorrow? Val says, I'm sorry, Phil. <laughs> I'm sorry, Phil, but as they say, business before pleasure. Hmm. Mr. D says, well, at least we still got tonight for pleasure before business. Oh, damn. That's smooth, Mr. D. That's smooth. <laughs> Just then, Sasha walks by as Mr. D stops him and says, uh, Sasha, maybe, may we have that number now, please? Sasha, with a tip losing tude, asks, uh, if the monsieur is ready, Sasha is. Mm. Mr. D agrees. Sasha bends down and asks, uh, would the lovely lady like to hear Arrivederci Roma? Val says, yes, and don't hold back, Sasha. This is our night for crazy. Oh, shit. Sasha's like, seriously? Mr. D, you gotta go. <laughs> no. No. Sasha says, Sasha knows where you're coming from. Sasha prepares his violin and pulls it to his chin. He begins to play. When all of a sudden, the mm. maitre d walks up with the phone again and places it on the table in front of Mr. D. He says, phone call for you, Mr. Drummond. Sasha stops playing and cusses out Mr. D under his breath. <laughs> Mr. D picks up the phone and says, hello? Kimberly, what are you doing at home? Phil cups the receiver, turns to Val and says, I'm sorry, Val. Back on the phone, Phil says, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't say. You I'm don't so say. I'm sure about... Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. As Phil talks on the phone, Sasha very impatiently bends down to Val and says, Arrivederci, without the Roma, <laughs> and walks off. Uh, in, in, in a huff? Yeah. Hell yeah. Look at you. Phil continues on the phone. I want you and Willis to come to some kind of compromise, and that's an order. Good night, Kimberly. Oh, damn. Yeah, and then Kimberly says, Oh, yeah, daddy. <laughs> and he says, That was some stank. <laughs> he put some stank on it. Mr. D hangs up the phone and looks around. He asks, Where's Sasha? Val says, He left. And it may be catching. Oh, shit. You're going to talk on the phone to your fucking kids again? Exactly. Hmm. Would you love him or something? <laughs> <laughs> Phil says, I'm really sorry, Val. Valerie says, I've been in a romantic triangle before, but the third party was never a telephone. Uh, Val just chuckles. I feel like this now, I know you're going to disagree, <laughs> but I feel like this chick may be kind of selfish. Oh, Jimmy, come on. Exactly. I know. I know it's crazy. Um, you're being hasty. He's kind of been kind of dismissive of things. Yeah. But when is his kids going to come first? Hey, wait a minute. Come first. Wasn't that your prison name? <laughs> uh, um, no, no, that wasn't. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'll hit it. You get it. You get it, though. You keep, keep guessing. Keep guessing. Yeah, okay. So I was thinking when the mm -hmm. girls party was originally going to be at Molly's house, right. Mr. D seemed really concerned and made sure that Molly's parents were going to be there. Well, specifically and, her mom. Yeah. Yeah. And no boys. Right. 
But now, back at his own house, there is a slumber party going on that is not supervised by an adult, and there are boys. Right. But Mr. D isn't concerned at all. Nope. With girls that are only ever with other girls. And you know they are crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially, you tell Natalie, she's, yeah, come on now. I mean, if they, if they bring, bring Sasha over to the penthouse and played. Yeah. Oh, it would be craziness. It'd craziness. be wackiness. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Somebody would end up pregnant. I'm going to get everyone in this building pregnant. Yeah, wacky new new. Exactly. Hmm. Scene 12. Back at the house, everyone is still arguing with one another. Kimberly stands in the middle of it, taking it all in and growing weary. Willis turns to Kimberly to argue, then all of a sudden, <laughs> Kimberly shouts out, Willis, you're being impossible. Oh, damn. Daddy said to compromise. Oh, yeah, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Willis says, now how do I know he said that? Damn. I wasn't on the phone, mm. so I'm still in charge. Oh, shit. Arnold steps forward and says, now listen, Willis. But Willis quickly shuts that shit down and says, you be quiet, you traitor. Oh, no. Vernon steps over and says, yeah, you Benedict Arnold. Oh, shit, no, he didn't. Hell oh, yeah. No, he- and then yeah, he's Peter like, Brady. yeah, Brady kids would be proud of me. And I went, yeah, I'm Fuck yeah, dude. I watched this episode of the Brady Bunch, and they said that shit, and they sounded so cool. I was like, said a lot of, like, yeah. Benedict Arnold. Hell Peter yeah. Brady would be like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm I was like, 15 like, years ago. I can't, yeah. can't wait. To, his name is Arnold, too. And I was like, oh, shit. Hell this yeah. is my time. This is my moment. What? <laughs> Uh, Arnold looks at Vernon and says, quit picking on me. Haven't you ever heard of the ERA equal rights for Arnold? Oh, shit. (laughs) Willis then says, come on, guys, let's have a conference. The boys all leave with Willis. Arnold puts his arm around Kimberly and shouts, us girls have a conference, too. I mean, uh, them and me. (laughs) As the girls all gather around, Kimberly says, you know, we have to figure out a way to get rid of them. Natalie says, I know. Let's use our feminine wiles. <laughs> oh, shit. Arnold says, I don't think I have any of those. Tootie <laughs> uh, says, me either, but I'm expecting some any minute now. <laughs> Cindy asks the question that I know Tack was asking himself. She That's asks, true. Natalie, what do you mean by feminine wiles? Exactly. I was exactly thinking yeah. that. I was like, exactly. what the hell is that? Like, they're all talking like, these children are talking like, yeah, I, t- I know. I was going to do that. Well, and I'm plus like, what now, the fuck is that? Well, now it makes more sense to you, too, because now you know what they meant when they called you that in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Molly says, <laughs> she means sweet talking into doing what we want. Oh, shit. Arnold says, oh, that won't work with Willis. Obviously. You got to use psychology on him. Tootie asks, what kind of psychology? Arnold says, tell him Donna Summer is in the lobby. <laughs> Kimberly says, Arnold, you're really not helping. Tootie says, yeah. Why don't you go swim a few laps in the kitchen sink? Burn! <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Natalie moves in on him and pinches his cheeks and says, leave Arnold alone. He's cute. Arnold pulls away and says, I've got a mind too, you know. I'm not mm. just a pair of pretty cheeks. Hey, pretty cheeks. <laughs> that was my nickname for your mom. <laughs> oh, oh bird. Uh. <laughs> hey, listen, let's forget Willis. Let's play Space Patrol. Mm-hmm. Tootie says, that's for children. Arnold says, well, we're children. 
<laughs> Molly says, I'm not a child. I'm a woman. Arnold says, well, if you're a woman, then I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Bird! <laughs> Shit. Kimberly walks over to Arnold, kisses him, and says, Arnold, honey, why don't you just go back on the boy's side, and I think we can we can find a way to figure this out ourselves, okay? Okay? <laughs> the girls all shoo Arnold away as he, as he stops and says, women, who says you can't live without him? Hmm. Damn. Hmm. He's a man without a country. Are you fucking kidding with Benedict Arnold again? Really? <laughs> they loved the Benedict Arnold references in the seventies and early eighties. What 80s. the hell? Um. Then why was Tootie so rude, rude to him when she was bitching about Willis being rude to him? That's a good point. Why don't you go take a few laps in the sink, scrud? Yeah. Right. Like. Damn. Get it because he's so short. You get it because he's short, guys. <laughs> I, I just, I was thinking, I was like, yeah, he's really small. I bet he can fit that kitchen. Usually, Ooh, I get a, the jokes on me because yeah, I'm sporting yeah, tiny. Like, put down this time. Why don't you go to the kitchen? Like, I could say the Joe said that shit to me like the other day, and I was like, I can't wait to say it. I'm going to use that on Arnold. They're rich, so I bet their kitchen sinks like fucking huge. Scene 13. Arnold walks back over to Willis and the guys and says, Hi, guys, I'm back. What's the plan? <laughs> Willis says, The plan is for you to get lost, turncoat. What? Oh, shit. I think it's an old, uh, you know, Revolutionary War reference. <sighs> just All like, right. uh, you know, just like Benedict Arnold. Jimmy oh, says, shit. Jimmy says, Yeah, beat it. <laughs> yeah, scram. <laughs> Charles says, who needs you? Vernon says, go stick your head in the toilet. Arnold asks, got any other plans? <laughs> Willis says, Arnold, we don't want you. Get it? Oh, shit. Arnold says, you don't want me. The girls don't want me. Well, at least I still have a close relationship with the refrigerator. Arnold then walks off to go to the kitchen. Mm. Kimberly walks over to the boys and says, look, Willis, this is ridiculous. We have to be down here because we need the kitchen to make cookies for career day Monday at school. Willis asks, what's career day? <laughs> <laughs> Molly says, that's when parents come to the school and tell us what their careers are. Tootie says, my father's coming for it. He's a lawyer in Washington, so he'll never be out of work. Willis asks, why not? Tootie smiles and says, because he keeps politicians out of jail. <laughs> Which is a normal joke a child would tell another child. I used to make that joke with my father all the time. Like, too bad you're not a lawyer, so you can put those fucking people in Washington in, the, in jail. Am I right? Am I right? And then everybody in the house would start laughing and clapping. <laughs> Vernon steps forward and states, don't fall for that cookie jazz. Man, it's a trick. Charles says, yeah, Vernon's right. Jimmy says, don't give in, Willis. If you want lousy food, you can eat my mother's cooking. <laughs> or my mother. <laughs> Willis turns back to Kimberly and says, no dice, Kimberly. If you want a slumber party, it'll be in your room. Oh, shit. Kimberly argues. Now, be fair. At least let's flip a coin to see who goes upstairs. Willis says, I already know who goes upstairs. You. And that's the way it should be because men always run things. They all begin to argue at once. Hmm. 
Arnold now comes out of the kitchen to see the commotion, carrying a banana in one hand and a log of salami in the other. (laughs) (laughs) I meant that literally. (laughs) He's holding his log of salami. (laughs) I didn't even think of that joke until just now. (laughs) I guess you have to say it out loud. Yeah. (laughs) I swear I didn't mean for that to sound... He smiles at all the arguing and gets closer to the action. He says, Man, this is the best seat in the house. Yeah, I couldn't tell he was eating. I was like, What the fuck is he eating? It looks like raw hamburger and a banana. (laughs) Like, why is he eating raw hamburger? That's so disgusting. No, he had a banana one hand as long as salami in the other. (laughs) He was just like, Ah, ah, like at the same time. Great visual joke for your podcast. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, good times. Log of salami. <laughs> what? Wasn't that, that your nickname in uh in prison? Huh? Salami log? You're getting closer. Almost okay, okay. there. Scene fourteen. Back at the restaurant, Mr. D receives the wine list from the Maitre D. He looks through it and asks, How about some champagne, Val? Valerie says, champagne makes me lose my inhibitions. Mr. D looks at the waiter and says, a case of champagne, Captain. (laughs) No, but seriously. Phil says, we'll take the Pierre Moulin Belle Village. (laughs) Pierre Moulin Belle Village. Uh, Yeah. The the waiter questions, Pierre Moulin Belle Village? (laughs) Phil simply says, Number 24. The waiter says, oh, oh, certainly, sir. Merci. (laughs) After the waiter leaves, Sasha walks by with his violin in hand, and both Mr. D and Val try to stop him. At first, Sasha pretends not to hear them, but then stops and comes over to the table. He asks, no more phone calls? (laughs) Mr. D laughs and says, no more phone calls. Sasha looks down at Val and asks, same song? Val repeats, same song. Well, you sure can keep this uh, romantic thing going here, buddy. (laughs) Sasha sighs and says, very well. (laughs) Sasha prepares to play and pulls the violin up to his chin. He begins a river derchi Roma once again. But Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, (laughs) the maitre d' comes over with the telephone again and says, another call, Mr. Drummond. As he sets the phone down on the table and plugs it in, Sasha says, God damn it, are you fucking with me? (laughs) (laughs) No, Sasha says, oh no, Sasha can't take no more. Do they interrupt... What? Hivitz? Hivitz? Do they interrupt Hivitz? Do they they interrupt... You watched the episode, right? (laughs) I don't pay attention to this. (laughs) Menahan? Men Menahan? Menahan? Sound it out. Just sound it out. Menahan? <laughs> Do they interrupt Menahan? Okay. They don't even interrupt Henry Youngman. Ah, see, I got that shit. <laughs> 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 Fucking nailed a good one, Jimmy. Sasha then walks off. <laughs> oh, in a huff. Phil <sighs> says, Val, I'm sorry. Val interrupts him and says, No. I've got it all figured out. I'll go to a phone booth and call in our date. (laughs) 
Phil picks up the phone and says, hello? Willis, I don't care how you decide. You just settle it and no more phone calls. Is that clear? Good night. And he hangs up the phone like a motherfucking boss. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Phil looks at Val and says, see that shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Phil looks at Val and says, there shouldn't be any more problems. <sighs> Once I uh, put my foot down, I'll get just fall in line. So. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Drummond Penthouse suite, all of the kids have now resorted to a pillow fight. Oh, no. Feathers are flung everywhere. Arnold watches from the top of the stairs, rooting and laughing maniacally at him, like a child watching Mexican wrestling. (laughs) Still holding his banana and salami. (laughs) Hey, banana and salami. Wasn't that our porn names? It was actually. So, okay. Follow me here on this little journey. Okay. So, Mr. D orders the champagne, right? That's correct. He says he wants the Pierre Milan Bevelage, right? Okay. To the waiter. The waiter, which I assume has worked there for a while, doesn't well, seem to uh, know. Assuming by how he runs that telephone, hell yeah. He knows exactly <laughs> where that plug is. The same guy. I don't know if it was the same guy, but anyway. So he's been working there for a while, but doesn't seem to know what he's talking about. Right. But he repeats it back perfectly after only hearing it once. Right. So he goes out over to the Pierre Milan Village de blah blah, and the guy's like, "Oh, the Pierre Milan de blah 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 blah." He says it perfectly, exactly right. how he just said it. Right. Mister D then just says that he just wants the number twenty-four. The waiter now knows what he wants. So my question is, was Mr. D just making shit up to the waiter to sound impressive to Val? Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Or is the waiter that stupid? No, I think I think he was trying to impress his girlfriend. I mean, he repeated it perfectly. I mean, because he's probably not as good at pronouncing shit as I am. So, I mean, to be honest. <laughs> and so he, you have <laughs> he was gift, probably like, you know how some people fuck up things when they try to pronounce it? He mm-hmm. was probably doing that. And then, like, he was just like, the fuck are you talking about? Get 24? Oh, shit. 24, yeah. So, it probably would have been a funner, a funnier joke if he would have been like, oh, you mean that? And then the waiter said it a different way. And he's just like, whatever. Yeah, fine. I'll take that one. <laughs> Like, I took it as the waiter, like, knows fucking wine. He knows champagne. He knows the names of everything, right? Right. And and then Mr. D just repeated the only wine he fucking knows. And he's like, oh, have the Chardonnay fucking whatever. And then the guy's like, Chardonnay fucking whatever. He's thinking, we don't even fucking have that here. You know, because he fucking knows wine and champagne, and he knows his fucking menu. Exactly. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, (laughs) I want the number 24. Oh. And then Lux is like, oh. Okay. <laughs> it's like, huh, on a budget tonight, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it's one of those kind of, okay. Uh, you have a All coupon right. too? <laughs> so we're dealing with the call girl situation. I got you. Okay. That's cool. Probably want to hurry and get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <sighs> yeah, this, this chick's pissing me off. Um, <laughs> she knows he's a fucking single dad. Yeah. And like, he can't be that important to her. Because she only comes in town like every once in a while. So it's not like they have some close relationship. It's not like they're like 
dating and shit, you know? All right. Plus, this wasn't even planned. Like, he just exactly, found out yeah. she was even in town like an hour ago. Yeah. And then she's pissed because he didn't fucking drop his three kids and just leave them to fend for himself for themselves while he went out and... Yeah. I don't know. She. It's obvious she just wants a free dinner out of it. Yeah, it probably wouldn't different how they planned it out. Like, he knew a week in advance. You know, you probably get a... Right. Some way to probably get a proper babysitter like Mrs. Garrett to come over or something, you know? Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Good point. It's fucked up. Scene 15. Yeah. Back at the restaurant, Sasha stands next to Phil as he apologizes. Phil says, I'm really sorry, Sasha. Please, won't you play for us? Phil hands Sasha some money. Sasha says, Sir, I do not take bribes. Oh, damn. Phil says, Well, I just... Sasha interrupts, grabs the money, and says, But I do take tips, though. He pockets the money and says, Merci. Mallory says... Riverdeci Roma, please, Sasha. Sasha says, I'll try to remember it. It's been so long. I mean, I'll wing it, I guess. Sasha prepares his instrument to play, pulls the violin up to his chin. Sasha finally begins to play. Everything is going smoothly. Mm. When all of a sudden, mm. Willis, Kimberly, and Arnold rush up to the table, causing a scene in the restaurant. Sasha says, For the love of God! <laughs> he smashes it. <laughs> no. Sasha says, not again. And then he runs off. And as he runs off, you can hear him say, ha ha, very funny, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. Um, how the fuck did they get there? I assume it's not that far. Well, plus it's, it's Manhattan. They probably just took a cab. Yeah, but that don't seem safe, man. This is the 80s. Manhattan sucked back then, didn't it? I think the only difference is, I think it was safer. Just a lot of coke everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Scene 16. Still at the restaurant, the kids arrive at the table as Kimberly says to Phil, we've got to talk to you. Arnold says, man, this is some joint. And then he holds up something. <laughs> no. Valerie was cocaine everywhere, not a joint. Yeah, right. <laughs> Valerie looks at Phil and says, I don't believe this. Willis and Kimberly begin to argue at the same time. Phil finally shuts that shit down as he says, Quiet, please, one at a time, please. Valerie in a huff says, Phil, this is really romantic. Mm. It's like dating the Teamsters Union. <laughs> <laughs> I used that line once on a girl. <laughs> I know. Phil says, well, this is my about-to-be-punished family. Oh, shit. Arnold, Kimberly, and Willis. The kids all greet Valerie. Valerie says, I've heard so much about you, especially tonight. Wait, wait, Arnold wait, wait, wait. says... There's got to be... Here we go. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> Arnold says, wow, she does have a sexy voice. Which is, a, again, a totally normal thing for a child to say. <laughs> right. uh, Phil finally asks, why are you here? Willis and Kimberly both begin to talk at the same time and blame the other one in the process. Arnold simply says, it's not my fault. I'm just an ignorant bystander. Hmm. Mr. D says, well, you have ruined my evening and Valerie's, and I want to know why. Willis says, well, Dad, you put me in charge, but Kimberly wouldn't let me be in charge. Kimberly argues, well, Dad, you had me in charge first. Phil says, you both have disappointed me. Willis, you have abused your authority. 
Kimberly, you're old enough to arrive at a compromise. Arnold says, I second that. Kimberly and Willis both say together, you shut up. Oh, shit. Arnold looks at Mr. D and says, that's how it's been all night. Hmm. Phil says, go on home and we'll discuss this in detail in the morning. Hmm. You know what? But like later after I get home, because I'm probably not going to be home. Anyway. <laughs> he looks at Val and Val just kind of shakes her head. Yeah. Never mind. I'm, I'm coming home with you. <laughs> Val says, just a minute, Phil. Don't be too angry with these little darlings. <laughs> as long as they're here, why don't they stay and have some yummy dessert with us? Hey, yummy dessert. <laughs> that was your prison name. Yes. Finally. Yes. Okay. Yummy dessert. It Arnold, actually was it was little yummy dessert. Little yummy okay, little dessert. Yeah. Arnold says, Dad, have you considered marrying this fine lady? Phil says, All right, we can all have dessert. Willis asks, All of us? <laughs> Mr. D says, Of course. Kimberly says, Okay. Then all three kids call out to the other six waiting in waiting area up front. The other three boys and three girls come running up to join them for dessert at the table. Even Sasha decides to run over and play to add to the chaos. That's sweet. Oh, that's totes the dorbs. <laughs> so where are they all going to sit? They didn't even have enough room for Willis, Kimberly, and Arnold to sit. Where are all the yeah. other six people going to sit? I think they were just fine just standing there. Yeah, remember, they were like super jazzed about being in a fancy restaurant and interrupting yeah. like an old man's fucking date with an old woman. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the end of the episode. That is the end of the episode. <clears throat> yeah. Hell to the L. So I do have an email to read. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So, so this one comes to us from Holly. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Holly writes, as a South Carolina resident, I've been immersed in the Alex Murdoch trial for the past six weeks. Mm, interesting. <laughs> now that it's over... I had no idea what I would stream to make the workday less monotonous. Mm. Enter Tech and Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you're back. I can't mm. wait for Andy Griffith next week. My husband and I watch it every night. Side note, I also second the vote for redoing season one of The Brady Bunch. This would be awesome. That's cool. Welcome back, Holly. She did have some smiley emojis in there, too. <laughs> Aww. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, young Holly. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Christmas can, name. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we... Was that her, her name in prison? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not like, like such a nerdy way to say, <laughs> Hey, son, was that your name in prison? <laughs> like, what? Hey, Holly, I bet that was your nickname in high school. It was, actually. Like, oh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that was dumb. Dad, can I get a Band-Aid? Band-Aid? I bet they called you that in prison. Like, what? Oh, Wasn't man. that your prison name? Like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> so you're actually stupid. a little bitch. Hey, wasn't that your prison name? <laughs> like, Thanks, Dad. Sorry, it was a little bitch. <laughs> uh, all right, Holly. We're glad we can make your day less monotonous and hell yeah, and uh, fill that. It, uh, what's funny hole. is is I there's a um I don't know if, if Holly knows this but there was a um 
a docu series on Netflix about the about that case. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, funny because yeah. I didn't want to watch it because I wanted to see like if he was guilty or not. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't want to start watching it and then wondering, oh my god, what's gonna? And then you find out that the case is still going. On. You're like, what the fuck? Like, like it's supposed <laughs> to be all wrapped up in the other Yeah, <laughs> this case is not even over yet. So now that I know that the case is over, now I'm gonna go back and watch the docu series. Yeah. So, but Holly, just in case you didn't know that there is a docu series on Netflix, and I think somebody <laughs> at work said there's a docu series on on another platform too. So, yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> Well, I'm glad we can fill that binging hole. Well, that what did you say? You right. want to fill our hole? <laughs> that didn't sound right. <laughs> You're glad Tack and Jimmy can fill your hole. Sorry. I'll stop. Sorry. You gotta uh, stop, Jimmy. Oh. Hell yeah. Hey, fill your hole. Isn't that your prison name? <laughs> Philip Hole. Philip Hole. <laughs> All right, Holly. Well, you know what we did here tonight. We had a great time. And remember, we do love these shows. It's all about good times and laughs. Hell yeah. We would also like to thank our producers on Patreon because without you, this wouldn't be possible. And of course, we're talking about Jenny. We always highlight Jenny and Jim because back when we and Tech were just nobodies, Jenny hmm. and Jim came along and they were our first Patreon subscribers. And we'll forever be thankful because they're the ones that kind of, in a weird sort of way, they're the ones that kind of, you know, encouraged us to, to kind of. I don't know. I guess let us know that it's okay to have a Patreon, that it's okay to kind of be proud of um, of what it is that we do, kind of thing. And so, you know, yeah. a lot of that came from Jenny and Jim, and and you know their willingness to support the show. So, um, it may seem silly. It may just seem like oh, it's just Patreon, whatever. But to us, it was the first time anybody had you know, you know, like supported us like that. So, we'll always be thankful. And uh, if you don't mind, on that same tone, I'd like to do a shout out myself. Sure. Thank you, Jimmy. Tag? Um, I would <laughs> I would like to do a shout-out. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Anyway, <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to Ben, because he has been keeping the Facebook group rolling. Hell yes, he has. <laughs> he's basically like our stand-in. He is, and, yeah. And he's pretty funny. I mean, it's not as funny as you and me, Jimmy, but come on. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> Anyway, he's been awesome and very active and keeping the the very Brady Facebook group alive yes, and going for sure. Yeah, he's kind of like been our stand-in, if you will. <laughs> and like, you know, we, I, I know our humor and our our the, our listeners' humor may not be for everybody. <laughs> um, I don't even know how, like. I'm just gonna come out and say it. Like, we've had complaints about some of our posts. Mm-hmm. You know, when it has you know the f word and stuff like that in it, but that's our show like that's that's how we joke and that's how our listeners joke and that's how we feel comfortable joking and me and tech are firm believers that the best time for a joke is the worst time for a joke mm-hmm. and you'll hear us talk about like our moms you know how our moms passed away oh, or, oh, or <laughs> when my brother passed away and we joke around about it because again the best time for jokes the worst time for a joke so you know if if there's ever a post in there that you don't like sorry i mean i don't know what else to say so, well, I mean, your thumb can keep scrolling. Exactly, yeah, that yeah. works. So, with all that said, I'm almost wondering if we should make <laughs> if we should make him a, like an admin or something. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, another thing too is I think there's some people that are in the group that don't know it's for a podcast. Yes, exactly. Even yeah. though the description says it, 
But I think some people are just like, oh, a Brady Bunch group. Hey, I'll join. Yeah. But maybe you should. Maybe I should put that as one of the questions. Like, are you aware that this group is for a podcast? Oh, maybe. Group? Yeah. Maybe that should be like the third question. Right. Who are the two hosts of the podcast? <clears throat> Ooh. Oh. Oh. Oh shit! Thin out the herd, won't it? That will, yeah. Because they'll be like, uh, "It's the Brady Bros." Hello, it's Greg and Peter. And we'd be like, oh, are you stupid? And then we'll like, then Maybe we'll, we'll bla- do that. put them on blast, put them on blast. There you That's go. What we'll do. I think it's what the kids say these days. You know about this, right? Yeah. Kids say that. Duh. And plus like them knowing our names. That's, I don't know that that's something you can research. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, it's not, you can just Google it and find the, the information. You know, it's not like, you know, who's the, the dad on the Brady Bunch. It's easy to find. You know what I mean? True that. Cast of the Brady Bunch. It's easy to find, but who were the hosts of, <laughs> like, I'm Googling it. Are you? <laughs> who, well, you put were, but I'm going to put are. Who are the hosts of a very Brady podcast? Holy shit. The very first what? thing that pops up on top of Google is Tacman Sickle and Jimmy Klein. Damn. Okay. <laughs> we're on IMDb. It's, it's, Literally highlighted our names at the top Aww. of IMDb. Uh, IMDb at the top of Google. That's cool. All right. Well, still, it would it would you know they're not <laughs> going to go through that much. Tra- as soon as I see who's the name, of the, they're going to be like, oh, this is a podcast group. Never mind. Yeah. So I'm going to do it this weekend. I'm working on it this weekend. Okay, so. that works. I'll thin out the hurt a little bit, and maybe people won't be so offended. And I, I mean, people are going to be offended. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, we're not for everybody, but right. You know, fuck them, right? <laughs> I'm just I just, I just, I just. And it's funny because there's some jokes that, like, in a normal group, probably wouldn't fly. But to see all the same, you know, because there's a lot of people that that are constantly active on the on the group, to see them yeah. laughing and encouraging each other, and I don't know, I feel a little bit like like I don't know, proud, I guess, when I see you kind like, of feel like like. Grandpa in yeah, the when I room see, during like Thanksgiving, and he when I see family. comments going back and forth between two listeners, I'm like, oh, look at them, like it's so adorable. Like, like, just met. Like, like, I hope that someday maybe like two people will meet, you know, on our group, and then they'll like get married and have kids, or even if they don't have kids, if they just grow up and be happy and stuff like that, I'd be like, yeah. oh, we're like their grandpas. Yeah, I'd be happy for them too. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll die miserable and alone. Anyway, we got homework assignments. <laughs> yes. So first one is, check out the website. Yes. TheBerryBradyPodcast.com. Next time you're sitting on the dumpster, check out that. I noticed that I do that. We go through these home, and it's like, Jimmy, can you like not elaborate just one time? Like, you got to elaborate on every fucking <laughs> no, thing I feel you talk like about. You should elaborate, because you, you don't elaborate every episode. But I think it needs to be done like about once a month. Like every four episodes. Maybe yeah, yeah. elaborate okay. a little. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, CastBox, or Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Tell two friends about the show, and if you don't like it, tells the other people in the Facebook group. You know uh, what I mean? No, I mean, send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, just like uh, good old Holly did. Hell yeah. Join the Facebook group and join the conversations and all the fun. At a very Brady Facebook group. That's that's what we were talking about right there. Yeah. If you would like to be a producer, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. 
Um, it's kind of funny because our show is called A Very Brady Podcast, right? <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> There's more. There's more. Oh, There's more. Oh, okay. So, like, um, I'll get, like, junk mail. And then, like, in this junk mail. Oh, no, oh, there's more. more. Okay. Yeah. I get junk mail. And then the junk mail people think that my name or our name is Avery Brady. So, say it, yeah. So, That's the way Siri pronounces it. So it's kind of funny because it'd be like, hey, Avery. Blah, blah, blah. Oh <laughs> like, you're so stupid. Junk <laughs> hey, mail. And then I point and laugh at it. Junk mail, stupid. <laughs> Anyway, check out our Instagram at A Very Pretty Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real-time updates like if the show's going to be late or if we have any kind of like special things going on or whatever. Mm-hmm. It'll be on there. Maybe we'll post pictures of our guitars. You know. Hell yeah. Hey, we should all post pictures of our guitars. Ooh, let's do that. Everybody yeah. post a picture. You're gonna, well, you can't do it there. You got to do it in the Facebook group. Well, that's what I mean. Like when you get your guitar done. We'll post a picture of your guitar and my guitar side by side. Yeah. And then other people will post pictures of their guitars. Guitars, ukuleles, like any kind of stringed instrument. Doesn't matter. Hmm. Banjo, accordion. Not accordion. Uh, ukulele, like all those. <laughs> Violins. What are three other instruments that you can name? Um, saxophone, drums, <laughs> and a piano. What about basses? Sure. Oh, okay. Electric or upright, doesn't matter. Oh, oh shit, okay. That's We're opening this up to everybody. Strings. Strings. Except Strings for and horns. Except for pianos. Fuck pianos. <laughs> pianos aren't a string. Strings and horns. Percussion. So. so check out the Retro Network at theretronetwork.com. Check out our shop with our affiliate link at www.averybradypodcast.com slash shop. It's a great way to support the show we got some really funny and cool things on our on our uh <sighs> jimmy's operating again our amazon uh shop so you should check that out it's pretty good it's pretty awesome drink <gasps> we should to. put good, a couple of guitars on our amazon shop for what because we've been talking about guitars lately they don't have oh. uh you can't harley benton's not on amazon right i don't know Fuck I know there are guitars, and I guess I saw all. Well, I didn't watch the YouTube video, but I saw it on there saying these are the best garbage guitars you can get on Amazon. I don't know. I didn't watch the video though. If they have Harley Benton on Amazon, we should put a link on our store so that way people can see what we got. Because there might be listeners like Lauren that wants to get a guitar like ours. I mean, I know uh, she's yeah. playing the drums right now, but her son plays guitar. Yeah, yeah. He's she's like gonna be like the Partridge family. Oh, she's gonna be the Partridge is, family. Yeah. I called the guy that like manages and drives the bus no she drives the bus yeah anyway hmm. check out our t public store for merch link is in the description of this in every episode but most importantly go check out classic iconic television and jimmy here is going to tell you what to watch next all right so on the next episode we're going to look at i dream of genie <laughs> oh nice yes uh what what episode are we going to watch? If I do a genie, Jimmy? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I just don't want to watch it. I, I kind of feel like we're we, like at the risk of me cherry picking. Like, I yeah. want it to be a true game of chance. So, um, I, I'm just going to just pick a season, pick an episode live on the show. This is not planned. Oh, okay. This is not like a gag. A gag. I don't really know that kind of stuff. Like, this is just 
we're doing this in real time. It's not. So you're just going to randomly draw? <laughs> randomly draw, yes. Okay. That way it's a game of chance, a true game of chance, and it's not like we're cherry picking what episodes we do. Oh, so, okay. Yes. All right. That'll be fun. Yeah. So what do you want me to do? Like just giving like, well, there's five seasons. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I don't, I, didn't, I don't even know how many seasons there are. So, okay, there's five seasons. So I'm going to pick a season, right? So All one right. through five. Uh, I'm going to say, <clears throat> I'm looking up on the wall because there's license plates on the wall. Uh, the first number I see is three. So three. Season three. Right in the middle. Good job. All right. All right. So in season three, there are 26 episodes. 26 episodes. So um, uh, I'm going to say uh, episode, I'm, I'm still looking at the license plates. Uh, I'm going to say 13 because you were talking about Friday the 13th earlier. Side note, I already clicked on 13. Did you? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So season three, episode 13 of I Dream a Genie is entitled My Son, the Genie. My, they have a son? I don't think I knew that. I don't think they do. No? Okay. So I'm clicking on it to see what the synopsis is. <clears throat> okay. My Son, the Genie. Genie has to mentor an inept new genie. Just when the president of the United States is coming to visit Tony. Ooh. Okay. Cool. That's neato. Hell yeah. I Dream a Genie is available to stream on Amazon Prime. That's two weeks in a row we got to do the Amazon Prime thing. That's awesome. Hell yeah. That feels good. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as we did it, I was like, yeah, yeah, I fucking didn't want to do it. I was like, I'm trying to do it. 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 Fuck stuff like Netflix. Full body reaction. Hell yeah. Okay, so that'll be fun. That's interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. I just got to remember season three, episode 13. Well, I wrote it down, so it's in the script. So, And hopefully on Amazon, it'll be, you know, it'll be labeled what we call the right way. So, yeah. So I'll look for like episode 26 or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, unless you had anything else, uh, I do not. No. In that case, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs>